0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me show. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? I'll get you, my pretty.
1: And your little dog, too. Pompous, stuck up, snuff
0: nose. Houston, we have a problem. Okay, this is uh, The Yobby Chair, episode 13. Uh-oh. Yeah, it is. Lucky 13. We're cursed.
1: <laughs> no, 13 is my favorite number. I, our, at our um, holiday party, we had a casino night because I work in finance, and I like hit fairly big in the roulette table for a while, and it was um, Odd Prime and Black, always bet on Black, where I was winning. And 13, really, I really hit 13 hard.
0: Once you've had Black, you never go back. Or so, so they yeah. yeah, please.
1: Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> Good evening, everybody. <laughs> new
1: Year, Sam.
0: Drivel. <laughs> welcome back to the new year. It's been a little while since to we have... Year. Yeah, Welcome back to the new year. Is it so 2014 already? So,
1: we're sleepy. Tonight <laughs> I are sundowning already. <laughs> 7.52.
0: And <laughs> Todd has reason. She's been pulling all nighters. I don't know what that means. It sounds dirty when she says it. Uh, I, I really have no explanation except for the fact that I'm just you know beyond it.
1: Yeah, the only sleep I got last night was, or yesterday was a cat nap on the subway on my way back into work.
0: Sweet. Did you wake up with somebody clawing through your bag?
1: I think I was leaning on somebody fairly heavily, which is kind of
0: that's awkward. an awkward moment when you wake up. It's worse if you're drooling.
1: Right, and I was not. Well, that's but good. I I still was sort of I like I went so sound asleep that I. Was, I snort when does I did I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, nobody was looking at me when I woke up, but I feel like someone would have been looking at me with that kind of like, you moron or what's wrong with you look that is so frequently found in New York. Yeah. If I were leaning heavily on someone or drooling or snorting or snoring or whatever. So, good holidays.
0: It was a great holiday. It's been a little crazy. We are. Um... Yeah, we're uh, working on a reality show, which I can't say too much about, but we're recording the first section of that in February in Australia, so there's a lot of goings-on for all of that right now, which is keeping me uh, very busy.
1: International shenanigans. Shenanigans,
0: uh, but we had a great Christmas. And uh, went away between Christmas and New Year? No, just after New Year. I'm trying to remember when that was. It's all a blur. Uh, it is all a blur. When you're
1: not that gainfully employed, you have to be in an office and there are open and closed days, it probably is. Exactly right.
0: easier to. Well, it's, it's weird here because most holidays seem optional, as it is, whereas in Australia, come Christmas time, everything shuts down for like three weeks. Boom, so You just... I mean, nobody's open between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, Maybe I mean regular not. shops are, but but anybody who's running a sort of, you know, I don't know, accounting business or whatever, they're all they're all done for at least three weeks over over the Christmas period because it's summer there, of course, and uh, and good. so everybody just kind of goofs off, which is great except when you're trying to organise a you know a TV show twenty million camera shoot and all those sorts of things. It's like you know twenty million people, not budget. God, you know, unfortunately, be nice, right? it would be. Um, But you know, had a great break, and uh, we uh had this amazing Christmas tree that we went out and cut down. We went out and did the Griswolds, (sighs) if only. Uh, but uh, I still
1: think if nobody sees you, what's the harm?
0: Yeah, if a Christmas tree falls in the local national park, (laughs) does does anybody hear it? The um, but we went. Which we've done religiously since we've moved here because it's, you know, in Australia, all the trees are plastic. You don't buy cut down Christmas trees because it's summer and no one cares. Um, but uh, so we went and bought it as we have done all every other year. godless know, people. people. And, and we brought it home. Now, Chris and I went away for a week. Uh, we went on a cruise the day after the tree came home. There's a suspicion on my part that this tree did not gain any watering between when we left and when I got back again. Look a little peaked when you got back. Look, it looked okay. Dripping. No, here's what happened with this bizarre tree, and I don't know really quite how to explain it, except to say that it looked perfectly fine, except if you touched it, random needles would just fall off. And, in fact, you could just sit there quietly in the morning, not doing anything, <laughs> hear them. all of a sudden, like throwing themselves to their death. You would just hear this. <laughs> this little rush of, of needles, okay. and but it, I mean, it held together nicely till through to Christmas Day. It was okay, although every other day you would sweep from underneath it, and mm-hmm. you would have enough to make either something that looked remarkably like a large bag of hash, or you know, make your own golf pan, green or something. Yeah. Um, but I took it upon myself the day after Christmas to give it a really good shake, and that thing was bare <laughs> of about Think five a Charlie min- Brown tree, like worse than a Charlie Brown tree. Uh, I then cut it into firewood, which seems a little messy. Oh yeah, because
1: you have a fire pit. We
0: have a fire pit.
1: No, I feel like that's very um, You're a circle of <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> you might be right. You might be right.
1: I like that. I didn't even get a tree here in New York because I was working like a dog until I left. And yeah, then, but then you went you to know, the
0: home to the motherland, right?
1: Uh, well, not see that's not my motherland. That's the problem. So I grew up in Kentucky and Virginia, and then but my grand I was born and but. Left as a baby from Indiana and my grandparents live there. My grandfather's ninety three, so you know, the mountain comes to Muhammad. Got it. So he he no longer travels.
0: He's Buddhist. So.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. He just levitates all during Christmas <laughs> dinner. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Mom, I have many pictures of him sleeping again.
1: in a chair, actually. <laughs> with his suspenders <laughs> like and his little four war, war veteran hat. Adorable. Nice. So grandpa's become more and more adorable as they age, so tinier and more adorable. And they
0: talk less, in you
1: know, general. Uh, he, we're a big person. It was hilarious. Someone sent me a text like, Are you celebrating the holiday the way the Todds do? Watching a procedural? <laughs> and of course, we are watching at that point a British procedural. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Wish. Actually. Merry Christmas to I you. think we were watching Rumpole, too. I'm like, <laughs> I think we were watching an ancient. Um, which, Rumpole, I forgot how brilliant those were. You yeah. don't want to go order all Rumpole and the Bailey and just you know dig into the world of Leo McKern. But yeah, so I was in Indiana. So, Indiana. It's like being in a family compound and that I don't know anybody really there. So, I'm not catching up with friends and seeing my family. I'm just hunkered down with my family. Got Fortunately, it. for the most part, I like those people. Okay. Um, and so, there was a lot of sleeping. There was a lot of... T- well, not TV watching, but I did watch a fair amount of movies. Because there's not much to do in Indiana. So, I went to the cinema every day. So, I caught up in some of my, you know, backlog of movie viewing. It snowed a lot. So, it was very white Christmas there. Yeah. It was like, you know, a foot of snow whatever. Nice. Is, you know, great. My family all hate it because they have to shovel it. But I get to do that so pretty oh. so pretty but then by New Year's Eve so I, I, I rang in like um, 11.30 I'm in my bed I think some, some procedure like NCIS or Leverage is on in the background I'm reading Vanity Fair. my mother's asleep on the couch my grandparents have long since gone to sleep my grandfather's toggling between wrestling and pawn stars <laughs> and my grandmother who's deaf is reading a book in the room with him smiling I mean, everyone's smiling. Like this is in there they're, they're by then asleep like they were in bed at 8.30 during that <laughs> And every, this happens every year because I'm like, I don't want to be in New York for New Year's Eve. It's going to suck. I'm going to be with my in the bosom of my family. gonna be wonderful. And like, nice. And then I'm like, these people are sleeping. And <laughs> I am bored and pissed I'm here. So that happened. Uh, and then I came back for a hot second. And then... As all clever people do, went to Montreal in January, as one does. As one does. Yeah, where there was
0: Mommy Montreal, I believe they call it.
1: Well, it, let's recall that I went to Vegas in August and Montreal in January because I'm a clever person. Yeah. So I should really switch that. But I do. I don't mind cold weather, so I did enjoy Montreal. And I saw friends, but I my friends you are a little children. climatically
0: challenged. Let's be Always honest. Always hot.
1: So yeah, hot, physically hot. So, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Mental note, boys.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. So uh, I find like the amount of common ground I can reach with women who are going through menopause, I'm like I got it, I get it. But <laughs> it which scares me because I think I actually will physically question into flames, ignite. yeah, spontaneously. Combust.
0: Well, we can only hope
1: that might be the case. What a way to go, though, right? Mm. A little, yeah. little yep. ring of ash, eternally combust. Right. There's worse oh. ways to go. <laughs> there it is. Become like a little dark star, <laughs> dwarf star, and <at> every night <laughs> implode. Uh, yeah, so I went up to Montreal. My friends have these wonderful little children who now have given me the plague. Nice as children, as we know, are our little tiny hosts.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, especially weird
1: Canadian viruses.
0: Well, Canadian French Canadian viruses. Do You know what? They're the yeah, worst kind. We
1: know that Canadian bathing is in my top three activities. Of it's course. like coffee, you yep. know, movies. Breathing. <laughs> making but a Canadian. It's got to be. It's at least top five. Yep. It's not as fun there. I don't know. It's like I like, like the more. Fish in a more no. It, I give them some kind of special credit because they're because they're they're speaking a different language. Mm. I mean, different than the Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I regard them differently. What was really funny at one point. We're like that woman was very cold. My friend's like oh, she's French. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that the Quebecois are kind of like edging out the French as Being right, it was just so. I, I really like Montreal. I love that city. I could it spend is beautiful. A lot of time there, the food is great. The people are great. Yeah. We ate and drank and ate and drank. And I mean, one morning we had God help me. Deep fried Oreos.
0: Wow! Fried. Boom. Yeah. That's the sound of your arteries.
1: I thought it was a joke. <laughs> the sound of my arteries, <laughs> because nothing <laughs> is moving now. <laughs> I thought it was. Jo- like, we'd been drinking too much tonight before, like you know, having a kind of Moroccan dinner party, and like, oh, As we're not one does have in Montreal. To, well, my friend is from Morocco, so one does. Um, anyway. At any rate, I've gone on too long, but it was it was a lovely way to. It was kind of like the latter part of my holiday. But yeah, one morning we had uh, the Viator, the Canadian bagels, the ones they say oh those are the bagels. Like our bagels aren't real; they're very different. Got it. Um, I'm a big fan of the place called the restaurant called End in Brooklyn that does st- Quebecois-style smoked meat, and they bring in or they used to. They may make them now, but they bring in Viator bagels. And my friends live in the neighborhood called End, right by Viator. so I was sort of at the heart of it all. Went to the home of the Schwartz. the Schwartz is the home of smoked meat in Montreal, like the wow. uh, place. May to the
0: Schwartz it. be with you?
1: It really was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So all of these good things, San Vietro bagels, uh, yeah. And then we ha- I had a pastry one morning for breakfast. It was called Mon Dieu, like, like <laughs> OMG, which has so much chocolate in the middle of it. I mean, it's like, take a pan of chocolate, but like put 15 times the chocolate in it. Nice. To the point where it's so sweet, small children can't eat it. Sweet. They're like, oh, do it. So we had that for it was Ridiculous bagels one morning. It was just a carb fest. So I like to think that we did some walking, and I had a Thai massage one. So I think that neutralizes all the food and drink. and My goodness,
0: Moroccan dinners, Thai massages—you know
1: the—it's an international city.
0: You're at a veritable United French, Nations of vacation, which is
1: like the polar opposite of being in Indiana, which where <laughs> everyone is large, white, and American. <laughs>
0: Uh, There's dear. a
1: special kind of large white in, in Middle America. I forget.
0: Large white? Extra large white? Yeah, like
1: go to a Costco and...
0: It's a sea of humanity.
1: <laughs> Some are a veritable sea of their own. <laughs> it's extraordinary. So, yeah, I'm back in action, back in New York now. I'm not going anywhere for a while. You're cavorting off to Australia. Oh,
0: yeah, I'll be going off to Australia in February. So, that'll be fun and frivolity.
1: And people, we're sorry we abandoned you in December. We're really uh, low achievers here and... I like to think so. Yeah. We we had such great momentum. We had show notes and we're all ready to do this thing and talk about December movies. And and then life happened. And then life happened. But we did see some.
0: We did see some movies. And it dovetails in nicely because uh, today the uh, Oscar nominees have been announced.
1: This will keep us honest in our editing. (laughs) If we air this in in like March after the Oscars (laughs) (laughs) happen.
0: So they' about uh, editing
1: and work around that? They've
0: just been announced last, next week, but two <laughs> weeks ago. There we go. I should have covered it <laughs> in editing. We'll fix it. It's like a Johnny Carson Seven days hold up an envelope <laughs> and
1: derive the answer.
0: Um, and uh, at least, well, we we did go on a movie binge, as you, as yes. you say. A, a one-day movie bender. After
1: Thanksgiving. So you eat a lot of food, and then you watch a lot of movies. So you're just binging.
0: And we might as well talk about those. And
1: popcorn. Dear God, that day. We had, what, like...
0: Five well, jumbo. That's times. what happens when you get free refills on the popcorn.
1: And you bring forty seven people
0: to set up on That is also <laughs> true. That is also true. Yeah, we
1: did a triple bill.
0: Yeah, we did. We started out early in the morning with the amazing racket Ralph.
1: Very enjoyable.
0: Which has been nominated for Best Animated Feature.
1: PS correction from when we were talking about this is something we're excited about. Sarah Silverman, shame on me. Not a love interest for John C. Riley. <laughs> She's a small child in that, so it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> Moms and that
0: dads. Kind of movie. There is a love
1: there but is it, a love, but it, it's a filial yes, love, yeah.
0: indeed, indeed. Not a
1: kind of. That's how it is. No,
0: no, no, no. Um,
1: Nobody shows anybody anything on a doll after the movie. It's all no. good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> so, Wreck-It Ralph. What did you think?
1: Uh, it was sweet. It was. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't have hugely high expectations. What I liked about it is, I thought it had a lot for small people and a lot for adults. So yeah,
0: good jewel level humor.
1: Absolutely. So I like to like some of the cameos. I enjoyed um, uh, Ken McBryer. Yep. I My mean, Fixiebe Fix
0: it James
1: It's just really cute. It's like a little confection of a movie. It has a decent message. I, you know, thumbs up.
0: Yeah, I was the same. I thought I was uh, of the sort of tribe of those sort of movies that have been out uh, over the last twelve months. I thought it was good. I thought it was and better you than
1: sample most of them. And
0: well. I get to see most of them. Did you ever
1: make it to Rise of the Guardians? I never did. Do you know that got good reviews?
0: I heard it got good reviews, not by us because we never saw it, but. By people who and know. We things. are the
1: arbiters That's <laughs> <Let's laughs> good
0: taste. Uh, no, I haven't seen it, uh, but I'm sure we will see it when it arrives on DVD. And
1: how you uh, dodge that bullet? was like a no. duck and weave holiday sort of
0: thing. But you know, I of *Ralph* was great. It was particularly good for people of a certain age, which remember all these games and stuff from uh, yeah. the 1980s and and those sorts of things. But as you say,
1: I wonder if you were well, your children got it though, even if they were like, "What is this thing?" You know, what is an arcade?
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm not quite sure when we trained them on, on the uh actually that's not true on Pong and I played I was stuck at the airport waiting for Chris, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And uh and she ran uh it took like four hours to get through security. She offered to go back and do another body search or something, I don't know. Um it was a Friday. Cavity searches are that nice. <laughs> free cavity Friday. <laughs> the um and uh but they happen to have like an old school video game machine there of Galaga or something. And uh, and Laura's like, what is this, Dad? And I'm like, well, this is a big machine and you play the thing. Can we play it? I'm like, no, no, no. An hour goes past. You know what? We're going to go and play that sucker. I'm bored witless. And thankfully, after the hundreds and hundreds of dollars that I poured into that machine <laughs> as a child and took from my mom's purse, don't don't get mad at me, Mom, uh, I was a star and Laura thought 20. I was the best thing since sliced bread It's like mom he's amazing at that game and as i said if only i could monetize that skill wouldn't that be exciting
1: there's got to be a way there's got to be some kind of game show about that
0: yeah maybe so i don't know so anyway i'll give a thumbs up as well yeah. uh, you know it is enjoyable. what it is but um, and, and light and enjoyable we then went on to see uh skyfall you know, skyfall which i was really really looking forward to
1: sam mendes james bond daniel craig
0: What do you say about a man like that? Three months ago, you lost the drive containing the identity of every agent embedded in terrorist organizations across the globe. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. It just had it all.
1: They they understood the ratio of time that he should maybe have a shirt off better than I felt like previous movies had nailed. Oh, us.
0: that's good because I wasn't really paying attention to that particular aspect of it. But uh, well, that's so, what I'm here for. So, uh, I guess in some respects, uh, you know, this seemed to be what they were shooting for—a slightly more internal bond, if you like, in terms of the.
1: We love a dark hero story, right?
0: Right. And you go back into some more of his kind of backstory in terms of
1: And we love uh, an origin story.
0: Visiting his family home and, and understanding something of his parents and uh a more sort of clarity I guess on his relationship with M, uh, and those sorts of things. Still plenty of explosions and those sorts of things. I mean
1: And a little more fun, a little more tongue in cheek. Like there were some agreed. it was a more cheeky kind of version. Right. The second one, Quantum Bazaar's quite leaden. I I still liked it fine, but then it completely left my memory. Casino yeah. Royale I remember and I liked it. It yep. had dark. Yeah. But I felt like the second one kind of I don't know, I, we're not going full Roger Moore, which is right. like, this, this was like what I was carry just carry on film,
0: film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For <laughs> Benny Hill. Are you being served? <laughs> you know, uh that was exactly what I was just about to say. It's just like it's not the full, you know, high camp bond. But uh, that
1: was my bond as a kid, right? I mean, I saw Sean I Shot. Like, I loved rather no, more. I,
0: I was exactly the same, you know. Moonraker, you know, Jaws, you know. I mean, the lamest, stupidest villain ever.
1: <laughs> Racist? <laughs> Were <With, laughs> <for> you? <laughs> with,
0: with, with bad dental work. I mean, that's just just mean to persecute somebody for that. But uh, but I thought this was good in that it had some pretty smart tongue in cheek. You know, it's none of the kind of you know Arnold Schwarzenegger you know, crappy one-liners and those sorts of things, you know, jumping onto the back of the train as the rest of it disappears and taking the time to straighten his cufflinks as he goes, yep. all in a, no, don't take any time to think about it, just, you know, those yeah. sorts of things I think were really kind of smart and fun and that sort yeah. of thing. What did you think of uh, Sam Mendes in the direction?
1: I really liked the look of this movie. I felt like tonally it matched what the story was doing. Yeah. No. Uh, I loved Ben Whishaw as the new cute. Yeah. Uh, And some of the other casting that we maybe shouldn't spoil, some of the other changes. Oh, we don't care
0: about that. Do we? These people. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you still haven't seen it and you pretend to, we're just about to ruin probably the last half an hour of this movie for you. Well, actually, the whole movie. But, uh, so, uh, I guess for this one, the the big turn up I get is that... There's no Santa. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, Judy Dench bows out as M. Yeah. Which is...
1: And she uh, bows out, like, the hard way. Yeah. The final way.
0: Yeah, there's no coming back. She won't be coming back unless she comes back as the ghost of him I mean, or something. Like astral projection. Um, but she's done a lot of Bond movies. Yeah. I mean, she is totally that role and fantastic in it. And I would be happy if she did it forever. But I think they did a really good job of uh, finishing her in a really mm-hmm. great way. And also... And handing, de-
1: deepening her character. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't bring in Helen Mirren, which is a damn shame.
0: They didn't. Yeah, uh, that was my suggestion. Is that well, at some point in time during the movie, Judy Den should just walk out one door and in walks Helen Mirren, or people are like
1: da, 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 da,
0: just, notice. just not even notice. It's just like, oh, right, you know, and can continue on. And just but, um, a
1: British woman love fast exactly. In like Twenty years bringing Kate Winslet. And yeah. Then-
0: but as you and I have often discussed, if you put those two together in any movie, we would happily watch whatever it happened to be. We just um,
1: so we get Ray Fines, which is... So nice. he's the so new we'll M.
0: So we'll, we'll be seeing him as M. Ford. And he seems... I think he actually seems like a really interesting replacement. I think it's interesting that they've gone with a guy rather than continued on with a mm-hmm. girl and whatever that means. Um,
1: what do you think of Sam Mendes, a kind of art house director, doing this big movie and what that does to the franchise? Do you know the backstory of how... Daniel Craig basically sort of tipsily offered the role to Sam Mendes before he ever had any leverage to do it. I never heard. Yeah. Really? Dude. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of one of the things, like, you wouldn't think about doing this, would you? And, and, and he was like, oh, I don't know if I even should have said that because I probably, like, I'm just the star. What, <laughs> what do I know? And then it was sort of like, well, actually, we would be interested in him, and it sort of evolved from there. Wow. So it was a kind of off-kilter. It wasn't like he was on someone's short list except Daniel Craig.
0: Yeah, right. And I think for Daniel Craig, too, I think they would be obviously keen – to keep Daniel as happy as they could, yeah, you know, maybe he's got. He's two- a little
1: fringy, isn't he? he's like a little skittish about being Bond,
0: right? I, th- I, th- I think
1: he's,
0: you know, I-, I think he's contracted now for another two,
1: yeah,
0: uh, and that will, he, there won't be more for him after that. I yeah. don't know what they'll do after that, but um, but he's, I mean, he really is. Far and Away, my favorite Bond. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I
1: have...
0: Not Sean Connery? No, not Sean Connery. I mean, as much as I like Sean, and I've always loved Sean, um, you, know, you know, purely platonic sort of way. But, um... Uh, but I mean, I,
1: You notice the pregnant pause. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. I was repressing, special feelings. I was
0: repressing the feelings. Because if you get overwhelmed on air, just, <laughs> uh, I just promised myself I wouldn't cry. The
1: uh, I was actually seeing... Pictures of him as young Bond in a swimsuit in my head. (laughs) Uh, To be (laughs) fair, Vanity Fair did a birthday of Bond or whatever episodes. There were a lot of pictures, but that one particular... I
0: think, you know, I I, I really do. I love Sean as as an actor and um, love all those sort of things. But for me, the confluence of the change in direction with Daniel Craig taking the helm as a really believable, more gritty, but not Timothy Dalton weird. Oh yeah. Um I just for me for me Timothy was really earnest about his kind of role but the the genre had not moved with him. Oh, that's so, so he's still you know he's trying to do just so th- It didn't suck.
1: It was just
0: No, it didn't suck, it just didn't it just didn't hit all the notes that it mm-hmm. could have because you know I mean Timothy Dalton's a very fine actor, there's no there's no reason why you know it couldn't have been something more than it was. But um Anyway, yeah. So Daniel Craig definitely on my on my uh, bond list, and I, I really thought um, probably still behind Casino Royale for me. You know, you talk of an origin movie and those sorts of things. I just think that movie, the introduction of Daniel Craig, the change in direction, the origin story, just it hit all the right notes at all the right time. I think the. Um, the one after that, which you just mentioned, which was all about Quantum of Solace, uh, yeah. it just continues to go out of my mind. But I really liked uh, a Skyfall; I thought it was really good.
1: I thought Javier Bardem was one of the most fun villains we've had in a long time. He was fun thing? and
0: yet deeply disturbing. Oh all my god! At the, same the, time. Teeth. the teeth, the teeth—they sort of melted. And as far as I'm aware, probably the first gay sort of interplay between mm-hmm. James Bond and a villain, or James Bond and anyone.
1: Yeah. Which really, I mean, they've been asking for it (laughs) for a long time. All that sort of sassy double entendre. Double
0: entendre. It was, uh, he was (laughs) really good. That was a great
1: little scene, too. Yeah,
0: you really were And it was just
1: kind of very coy and playful. And, yeah, I really, I liked his character a lot. I thought he was interesting. Uh, and it was fun to see him do something like that. Yeah. so different. No, it was a shame. He was one of those people, speaking of Oscars, that people thought, you know, maybe he's a long shot, but it'd be fun to see him nominated.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was surprising that he didn't get nominated. It's absolutely not surprising that Daniel Craig didn't get nominated. Yeah. Not because he doesn't do a great job, just because it's a genre of film that never gets regarded. No, it
1: gets what, like maybe sound mixing? Sound yeah,
0: like visual effects, maybe editing, you know, best use of an explosion.
1: Song.
0: Yeah. yeah get songs. ready, Adele. Right, so Adele... You think she'll take it out? for I or hope so. Yeah,
1: that's a great song, and it, it's a perfect. It's a perfect song, Bond song. and it's a perfect movie theme song. Yeah, you know, it's just very. I mean, it may be that Miz swoops that kind of stuff because Lamez.
0: Yeah, it, maybe. Lamez is weird in know, best original song category. It's a. It's a strange.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I didn't think there were any original songs. I mean, it's basically the musical you've seen on Broadway, but in a film.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So and then our
1: third movie that day, Life of Pi, three D. Life 3D. of
0: Pi, three D.
1: We felt very, um, we sort of missed the boat. So, you know, like, <clears throat> Life of Pi, the 3D, I thought was interesting. You can comment more uh, yeah. into, like, uh, articulately. It's interesting that I stumble over that word. <laughs> uh, articulately about that, because that's your kind of uh, wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, this is, most people read the book, or a lot of people knew the book, and this is a kind of child's journey, going to spirituality, and it's told as a sort of flashback. And I found that device. Yeah. Awkward, clunky. And yeah. I don't like it. Um, but the movie was quite beautiful. But there's this part where you're sort of building to revelation. Yeah. And so he's sort of like, isn't it this, this, this? And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And then he goes, and so it is with God. And I went, like, <laughs> what? I'm like, what now? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and we spoke after. We both had and that <laughs>
0: moment. And, and you said it. You were the first person to say it out loud. I'm sitting there thinking introspectively, thinking. <laughs> Maybe It's probably just me. i probably just missed it. Anne's very intellectual about these things. I'm sure she's got it. And she looks at me and goes, And so it is with God? What does that even mean? And I'm like, Well, I haven't the faintest idea. It, it, it seems so sort of cast upon the moment. It's like So uh, every time we come up with something we can't answer these days, that's just what we say. <laughs> so it, so, is so it is God. with God.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's perfect. And you did some research afterward, and apparently they did this is not new to the film. This was the same with the
0: book. Same with the book and uh, just a, a massive amount of material of people espousing what it means and everybody with a different opinion and most of them opposing one another about, you know, is it a spiritual thing? Is it a non-spiritual thing? Is it a, you know, blah, 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 blah. Is
1: it, I didn't know what to say so I just said So clever. I just, okay. <laughs> insert clever thinking.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: So what did you think of it visually?
0: And, uh, oh, look, it's a very visually arresting film.
1: And an interesting conceit, the story.
0: It is. I mean, look, Two hours, one man, one boat, and a tiger. I mean, Ang Lee deserves a medal just for making it entertaining. Uh, I don't know whether... Richard Parker. <laughs> Richard Parker. I don't, th- I don't think he'll get, which is the name of the tiger, by the way. Uh, which is it's a clerical <laughs> error. It's a long story. But, but that
1: like, didn't not, get, it, it remained funny it never for never
0: got old. <laughs> no matter how many times he would call him Richard Parker, it, it still seemed funny. Yeah. Uh, but Maybe because
1: uh, he was just, you know, facing his life with the tiger and he needed some levity.
0: <laughs> the, uh, but, so very visually arresting. I mean, there's a huge amount of visual effects in there which are meant to be uh non-apparent that you're having visual effects in terms of all the scenery and stuff that goes on
1: and what was real tiger and what is
0: what's real tiger what's pretend tiger because they used a heavy combination of both uh and it was actually quite surprising what they were using you know when they were using what and those sorts of things like you know the tiger's drowning down the side of the boat coming up out of the water that's a real tiger
1: which i wouldn't have thought right it's so vibrant looking you think it's almost fake
0: Yep, yeah. and, uh, and so, I mean, they've done an amazing job with the tiger, they've done an amazing job with the scenery.
1: I love the credits, the 3D and the credits.
0: Yeah.
1: I know it's a silly thing, but they just, they did it cleverly, so you're basically seeing various animals and wander your way around a kind of posh Mumbai zoo, Yeah, or Bombay as it would have been probably, uh, zoo, right? I think it was yep. Bombay, but um, India at any rate. Apologies if I'm bastardizing a massive countries. <laughs> geography. It's not all the same to me, um, but they they did a lot of interesting things where they would push the credits forward, and I yeah. just thought it was more artful. And you know, yeah. Lee, we shouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I was, was it aspirational I, for you
1: as a 3D guru.
0: Look, I, I thought they did a really great job of the of the 3D for it. I thought for me, 3D is immersive, and if it isn't. Then there's not really any point to do it. That's that's the reason to do it. And yeah. so, if it manages to help draw you into everything that's going on, which for me is what it did. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I, I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed the movie, uh, given that I didn't really know what to expect, except the sort of basic outline. Trying to figure out how that was going to last for a mm-hmm. couple of hours um but it, it actually held our attention. It, yeah it held our attention and Things small children
1: good. were in there and it held their attention it yeah. was more of a family movie than i anticipated
0: yeah i don't i mean i don't think Lee lee's going to come away with anything for it i it's don't an, either um
1: unless it's a visual
0: unless maybe is it on for visual effects oh yeah it is so maybe um
1: he's gonna crush the sound mixing and sound editing category perhaps
0: <laughs> visual effects the hobbit life of Pi. Marvel, is The Avengers, Prometheus, Snow White, and The Huntsman. What I do know is that Snow White and The Huntsman won't win that. Ooh, that's a tough category, though. I don't know. I don't know who would come away with that. Anyway, it won't be Ang Lee for Best Director. Um, no. And uh, so, but still. That was still, our
1: Thanksgiving viewing. I right?
0: reckon 7 out of 10. That's about where I'd put it.
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, 5.
0: 5? Nice. You know, I
1: gave Argo, what, like a 6? And Argo's a really good movie. I just, you know... I, you're not going to get in the high part of the scale.
0: Without a fast <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> that certainly will... The top half there. of the scale
0: is entirely made up of fast bender points. <laughs> <laughs> like grading on a curve. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, that brings a good point to mind. Argo, which has been nominated for Best Picture, but...
1: Did you see it yet?
0: I haven't seen it. Shame. I know it's a shame on me, isn't it? I feel bad about that, but uh, I hear it's fantastic. But um, Ben Affleck doesn't get a nod for Best Director, which seems to be probably the biggest snub I would imagine out of the out of the nominees for for Academy Awards.
1: Yeah, that's one of the bigger.
0: Any any idea what that was might kind be? Of a,
1: not a, a surprise as well. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know, because he's done some great, he, in terms of what he's directed, his, I think, was it Three movies: The Company Men, the other one in Boston, but the Robberies, it was so good. Oh, it was really game. good. Really good. And this, he's actually very good. I don't yeah. know if it's sort of a, because you can't say, oh, he's too new, because you've got Ben Zeitlin, who, Beast yeah. of the Southern Wild, who's, the new, new thing. Yeah. No credentials. Has he not one paid one his way.
0: dues as a director? Do you think that's what it is?
1: Yeah, I, I, maybe there's a reluctance. Like, he was a Pretty War actor. Yeah, plus well, so we
0: already gave him an Academy Award. Oh, for he, writing Hunting. When he was Goodwill hunting. two, yeah. so maybe he can just wait. Pay his dues. Pay his dues, I guess. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting. So um, Yeah,
1: but there used to be, I think, a closer correlation. It was sort of like, your best films, your best directors were always linked up. Anything well, about this year, I don't think... Um, yeah, I don't think... Uh, Quentin Tarantino is nominated although I'm surprised Django Unchained given its polarity the violence all that I wondered if that would get nominated yeah uh, who are our directors I can't
0: believe anybody would risk having him go up on stage it would be like three minutes of beep
1: beeping out yeah beeping out yeah, the N word
0: that'd be it. which
1: is 110 or, times in the movie really yep wow I did not count that was counted for me <laughs> uh, so yeah if you look at the correlation so Amor you got Michael Haneke Beastus by the way there is a Kind of a ridiculous, I think it's him, uh, faux Twitter account for him, <laughs> uh, Beast of Southern Wild, which is, that's a big deal for a little moving right? You, yeah. you might have heard about it first on this podcast. I saw, on I saw it and went on about it. I saw it by myself and went on and on about that. For you people.
0: Apparently you and some uh, voters. Apparently. Some description.
1: That was so cool. I saw it at Brooklyn Academy of Music, so probably they were in that room with me. Uh, oh no, they were probably viewing at home on the DVD.
0: Yeah, well,
1: I wanted to give them my money. I wanted to give this little movie and Quivenzali Quiv- Wallace. I, I'm probably butchering her name. The young woman from that, the the child in that, she um she was nominated for best actress, which is quite amazing because there was some back and forth. There were some categories or some of the awards for which they're not applicable because based on yeah. the way the film was created. Yeah, so it's interesting to see them get a lot of love. She here. must
0: be close to one of the youngest nominees ever.
1: Yeah. Probably up there with uh, The Piano. Yes. Yeah. You know. Her name is escaping me. This is what happens when I have catnaps. Uh, so, yeah, we've got correlation to it. Pieces and the Wild Ang Lee has got director for Best Picture, Spielberg, of course. And David O. Russell. But, you know, you've got Catherine Bigelow got the snub as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Tom Hooper for Les Miserables, which is probably, like, you've already had yours back off.
0: Yeah. Time to wait another little bit.
1: Yeah. You English get everything. <laughs> English. You are English types. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: I think you're so superior. Um, so uh, looking down the list of Best Picture. Uh,
1: Let's say that I have a ballot here and I've already checked the movies that I've seen. It made a list of ones that I, the high priority ones that I haven't seen.
0: Anal Retentive doesn't even begin to describe you. So uh, talk to me about, because uh, we've spoken okay, what uh, we We've spoken about Argo. We've spoken about Beasts of the Southern Wild. Have you seen more?
1: I have not yet. That okay, is second on it. So Zero Dark Thirty, which I'm yep. super excited about, because uh, when The Hurt Locker was my favorite movie hands down of that year. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. was well, one? It was one of those things where I had no expectations too. Gotcha. I didn't know anything about it when it, and it was just so electric. I loved it. Yeah. And um, so I'm very excited to see that. Can't yep. wait. And I like Jessica Chastain, who was nominated for that role, and and a real front runner for it. Uh, so that'll be on my list for Saturday. And more is number two after that.
0: Okay, but you have seen Django Unchained. I did see Django Unchained, the D, silent. The D
1: silent. There ain't no grave
0: can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. down.
1: Good cold evening, gentlemen. Amongst your inventory,
0: I've been led to believe is a specimen I'm keen to acquire. When I hear the trumpet sound. What's your name? I'm on a ride right out of the Jungle.
1: Then you're exactly
0: the one I'm looking for.
1: Hey, stop talking to him. Calm down. I'm simply a customer trying to conduct a transaction. Last
0: chance, fancy pants. Oh, very
1: well. <laughs> You oh, what a bounty hunter is?
0: You kill people and they give you a reward. Better, hmm, they are bigger than reward. I need your help. I'm looking for the Brittle Brothers. However, I don't know what they look like, but you do.
1: <laughs> don't you? They caught my wife and they sold her, but I don't know who to. That means we visit every plantation until we find them. Once a final brutal brother lies dead in the dust, I agree to give you your freedom, and I'll take you to rescue your wife. Where are we going? Yes! I really, I mean, it's... You have probably somewhat of a complicated... One will have somewhat of a complicated relationship with the movie. Uh, It's a really good companion piece to... um, Glorious Bastards. Okay. Which is really funny because in Glorious Bastards you got people fighting Nazis and the Germans are kind of the baddies. And yep. in this you have a good German yep. collaborating with a, uh, an African American in the Deep South during the slavery era to help him on his kind of righteous quest. Okay. So it's really kind of a fun mix. It's it does sound like of, a rolling toe. It's his way of placating the Germans. <laughs> it's a,
0: no, I didn't it's, mean it.
1: It's interesting because I wonder, you know, obviously as a, as a, a, you know, a waspy little girl, I'm going to have a different approach to it than, than other people seeing it. I think if you're an African-American going to a movie, there's got to be a wish fulfillment idea just as there's for, you know, people who, my father's Jewish, you know, watching the uh, Unglorious Bastards, like, yeah. wouldn't it have been great if they could have killed Hitler? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of that wish fulfillment because the idea of, of a people whose stories weren't allowed to be told, like they weren't allowed in that time to be the hero and the heroine of a yeah. story and to have that happen in that place. It's just such an interesting way of upturning kind of the fairy tale.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the hero's quest is a slave trying to get his wife who he's not supposed to be married to. And it is hyper violent, but it's spaghetti Western. So it's very like kind of exploding bags of blood and bags of blood. I mean, it's hyper violent. It's come under a lot of fire for the violence Yeah, for, um, allegations of racism so you had an interesting interplay between um spike lee saying i won't see a defensive to my sort of ancestors and then another director came back another african-american director came back and said you know quentin tarantino is a racist by by, bone in his body i don't believe that jamie foxx would do something that's you know do something like this and i'm sure it's great it was anthony fuqua i think so it was um the director who did Training Day. I can't remember his first name. But there was that kind of echo. So it's been polarizing within potentially a demographic for yeah, it. Right. Um, you know, so violent, especially given the awful shootings in New you know, Connecticut. Yeah. So there's a sensitivity toward that. Same with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you've got that kind of sensitivity and you've got the N-word, which is in the movie 110 times. So yeah, right. that was another sensitivity. But what I really liked about it is, is there's ridiculous violence. But there's violence when you're telling the story of, of what they suffered to be together.
0: Yeah. That
1: I started, there's a, a whipping.
0: Yeah. When
1: they're punished. And I started crying. Wow. And I thought, like, there's violence used for effect to yeah. make a statement that's actually really powerful. Yeah.
0: Right. So it's
1: like, you have a lot of complicated feelings for it. But yeah. The, and there's laugh out loud stuff. There's ridiculously over the top roles with Don Johnson. Yeah. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio playing Calvin Candy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I really, I really have to say I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. I mean Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't know if you remember when you, the first time you saw Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, you yep. get a rush. Yeah, it was like that. Yep. So I, I, you know, I think it's worth seeing. I think it's worth seeing in the theater, but it's, it's hard to endorse that level of violence. given yeah. Like I remember violence. coming
0: out of Chris and I went and saw Kill Bill Volume One, and came out at the end of it, and thought you know, we were looking at each other like. I feel like I enjoyed that movie, but I feel like I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. There's so much just over-the-top violence. I don't even know how I feel about having seen it. Yeah. It's just like, was that was was it a good movie? I I think it was, but maybe not. <laughs> no, yeah. it's just like these weird internal yeah. conflicts about it.
1: Yeah, and I think you'd feel the same about Django Chan but I do I love the I, I mean the idea I, I love you release a movie on Christmas yeah. about a slave who gets to I love, who works as a bounty hunter with a German killing white people and he, nothing it's says like, Merry
0: Christmas, Christmas like that
1: exactly so I, I thought it was great fine I mean on you know, one level but yeah. like I say it's complicated um, but that's interesting it's put it on a scale one.
0: for me I
1: am gonna give it a
0: seven. Ooh. Original Argo. Sorry, Ben. No extra points for fast benders, but we nah. give it extra violent points.
1: I love Jamie Foxx and oh, you know you, you get like a point because Walter Goggins from Justified is in it. I was super <laughs> excited about that. Samuel L. Jackson is horrifically fantastic in it. it. Yeah, it's just it's a really it's worth seeing.
0: There you I go.
1: Think. So the the other more appropriate Christmas. Juggernaut, I suppose, is name is Yes. you know, what says Christmas like war and suffering.
0: One day
1: more. Is Another day, another destiny. Amza. It's never-ending road to Calvary. Where's the child, Cosette? Tomorrow you'll be worlds away. Who was that girl? Cosette yet, with
0: you, my world has started. But he never saw me blind. One day more to revolution, he and him, in the bud. We'll be ready for these schoolboys. They will themselves. We went and saw it uh, on Christmas Eve. Um, the ten PM session, went and made an evening of it with the family. All the kids came along, wanted to see it. And so um, it's
1: fourteen hours long.
0: Yes. Yeah, um
1: Jane Austen, that lame is off, all these movies, like three hours long. Lincoln.
0: But uh, lame is what did you think?
1: Well, it's funny. I had a conversation with someone who I would expect to like I do not care for musical theater, but I have a weird kind of thing where I actually really like Les Misérables. I think it's the story of redemption. I just find it really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I have a, a complicated relationship with it. I grew up with it, hearing it and not always with positive connotations. Yeah. So, uh it makes me but I have known the music by heart. Like I when I watched the movie, I realized that I knew every single song, almost every single word. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's a very standard musical in terms of the way it is composed. But some of the songs are beautiful. Yeah. Um I uh, I feel like you're watching. It, it's like a filmed version up close of the stage musical, yeah. right? It's very yeah. much like that. The live singing, everything like that. I thought it was well done. I know people hated it. People loved it. Yeah. I was very concerned about Russell Crowe as Javert. Yeah. And there was one song that I thought was not great, but it's a song that's weak overall. It's yeah. Not him. Right. And I actually thought he acquitted himself very well. Yeah. Better than was expected. I read, I think I read a review in the Times that called it Forest and I, I didn't, I think that role is a little bit constipated, but it's yeah, meant yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think,
0: yeah. Look, I mean, uh, I have to admit, I was not a huge Russell fan. I mean, yeah. in general, I, 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 quite like Russell, but,
1: uh, but yeah. in this
0: particular film, I, I think I, I had just, low
1: expectations, and he came out ahead.
0: Yeah. It, well, I mean, it is one of those things. It's like uh, I just, <laughs> it was a funny movie experience. We sat down, and in the 10 minutes or 15 minutes while we were watching trailers, there was a person to the right of us who felt the need to go out and come back in maybe seven times. I'm not entirely certain what it was. What it was. Did you
1: eventually just say now?
0: Well, the, the last time he came back in, Brianna mutters well under her breath. If he comes past one more time, I'm just pushing him downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I will support you wholeheartedly in that decision. And we also had behind us a... Uh, uh, a gathering of maybe half a dozen um, extremely opinionated uh, uh, men who were, you know, did happen to be gay, but they were just it, knew everything about musical theater. But this and, was like and,
1: their bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just like, oh, Russell, it's just going to be terrible, and you know, blah, 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 and just like, oh. just, just they were hate watching. They were hate watching. Uh, so anyway,
1: but so who was your weakest link in it? I wonder if it was mine. There's one particular role where that she's not right. This isn't working.
0: Or, um, honestly, I I would put Russell as my weakest line for the the movie. See, I would have said
1: it was him, and then for me it was Cosette. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Too high. You don't don't like
0: her, right? I mean, Um, as a general rule.
1: I think she's fine. She doesn't do much for me. I thought Eddie Redmayne was great against her, but I felt like he was sort of projecting against a wall, like a cute smiley wall, but just she didn't work for me. I thought Eponine, fantastic. I
0: I thought she was fantastic. I thought Amanda Seyfried... The the tremolo that she... The vibrato that she has in her voice, I can't figure out yet whether or not I like it because it's kind of different or whether it annoys the crap out of me. It sits somewhere in this sort of weird land and uh,
1: it's but Epony
0: was I thought she was really good I mean she's she
1: gets she's, to die too Eponies gets a better gig right but she's dying is better than happily uh, ever after in musical theatre I think you know when right? they
0: did the the anniversary version of it she played Eponies she's uh you know she's a very established actress in that role um, she got the pipes I thought um
1: about Miss Hathaway
0: look honestly I dream a dream with her I know I dreamed
1: of Jeannie I dreamed
0: of Jeannie Never had one lesson. Um, The the, the, uh, I I thought I know that there are a few people who are real sort of Broadway aficionados, like oh, you know, her voice was a little broken or whatever. But honestly, that song there, I I would happily have paid the price of admission just to watch that go through. Amazing, all in a single shot. She does it all like it's gripping. The downside for the movie is. It's pretty much all downhill. Musically, it's all downhill from that moment. Yeah. That is the, the moment where it's just like, holy crap, that's an amazing song. They've done an amazing performance of it. She's rendered it in a way that nobody's ever seen done before. And and now everybody just has to try and carry the rest of the movie through in a, in a kind of way. So for me... Well,
1: like, in the middle of the, the show and the middle of the movie feels a little bit like that. Yeah. You know, there are parts that are... Like, that's one of the things I just like about the musical theater. where It's like, we're going to take this refrain yeah. and we're going to reprise it 14 times in different station. Yeah. So, and they really, really do it. It's like, we're building the barricade. Yeah. I get, that wears me out a little bit. Yeah. So, I think... But you know, I thought
0: some cool. of them, I mean... It's,
1: it's still like good. Like, the it opening shots and
0: those sort of things. I mean, a few what people do you think have, about Tom
1: for direction?
0: I thought it was really interesting. I mean, a few people said to me, I love the movie because... Particularly of the opening section, it made sense to me in a way that the opening section of that musical has never made sense to me before. Um, I mean, Tom always has this really intriguing way of framing his cameras.
1: I, but I, I sometimes I found that distracting. I, like, just quit tilting things. Just, I felt like it was like shticky.
0: What's more interesting to me is that there's a lot of it on uh, Steadicam, and you'll you'll notice if you sort of pay semi attention to it that there's a bunch of times where the movement swings and it actually hits the end of a movement and you actually hit a, a, a kind of bang in the movement, which ordinarily you would just go back and reshoot that or you would cut out early or whatever. But he obviously liked the take for vocals and thought it kind of was okay just to let it slide or maybe he thought added something to it. I don't know. But he's, well, Maybe it
1: was that that I found disruptive.
0: It's It's a really intriguing shooting method. I mean, if you've seen the King's Speech, you know that he loves to take odd framings on things. It's really close. I mean, there's you know, there's a few wide and you know establishing shots over the city and those sorts of things. But the majority of it is sitting really tight for feature film, which is usually considerably wider than that is. Uh, but you know, I, but I thought it was a, it was a really great movie. Um, I thought that um, Jean Valjean, who's Wolverine. Um, I thought he did really Adamantium
1: good. Adamantium claws have been
0: really, really helpful. helpful.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I thought he was great. Uh, I really liked him. So I
1: did too. And someone was talking was like, I hated him. How do you hate him in that role?
0: It has been a very polarizing movie in terms of people yeah. loving and hating the movie, and loving and hating the people that are in it.
1: It's a reflection of people's deep affection for the story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When they make cats, all hell's gonna break
0: loose. <laughs> oh dear. So. um... So, but yeah. Would you care to put it on a scale? Are you feeling brave enough to put that on a scale? It's in a weird musical genre scale. Yeah,
1: it's hard for me to do that. Where is it for you? I'm going to ponder. I think I have my score.
0: In its genre, I would put it at about a seven, I think.
1: In its genre, yes. Mm-hmm. In overall movies, I'd probably put it at six.
0: Okay. I think that's fair and reasonable. In its
1: genre, honestly, for musical... I mean, I hate musical theater movies. And I liked that. So, it's for me, in that genre, it's a yeah. nine. You yeah. know, like...
0: Uh, a little bit behind Mamma Mia of course okay. which is pegs it a nine oh, and a half Merrill. another Amanda Amanda free. Seyfried I <laughs>
1: you
0: know bet cool.
1: her vocals are yeah. served in that Narrow
0: was like liquid gold in comparison to Pierce Brosnan
1: and Colin Firth
0: well, Colin at least sort of equipped himself a little he was better in
1: that. Who, was the, who was the other guy I want to be like Stellan Skarsgård but it probably wasn't right?
0: it was was it really it really was oh, weird. we have a winner wow I don't know what orifice pulled that out of <laughs> The one where Peter Sarsgaard
1: also
0: is. <laughs> so, anyway, That's fantastic movie.
1: Lincoln.
0: Lincoln. We here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom. That government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace. It's either the amendment or this confederate peace. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died in your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom got created unequal. Leave the constitution alone. We are stepped
1: out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. Let's talk talk about slavery. Talk to me about Lincoln. Uh, So here's the thing about Lincoln, and we actually had a conversation with someone at Party about this, where Lincoln, you you know, one might think from the title Lincoln, it's like, this is the comprehensive biopic. It is not. It is based off of. Uh, it's an adaptation of a book by someone who was a, known as a playwright about a very small period in Lincoln's life. Yeah. Now, if you like really understanding how things work and a lot of talking, and you're one of those people that likes theater without the singing, just lots of the talking, like me, this is your jam, yeah. right? So I loved it and found it riveting. I mean, it's a Spielberg movie. It's got certain that broad approach. I didn't find it very like a panderingly broad approach because it's quite intellectual movie. But what it's about is... You know, uh, Lincoln's conviction that before the Civil War ends that that um, there was legal controversy or legal vulnerability about the Emancipation Proclamation, so he needed to get a constitutional amendment yeah. banning slavery, and that, it, that if he didn't do it before the war, there was no concept of it being ratified, and it was going to be polarizing, it would keep the war open longer. That's vastly simplifying something that's complicated, but it was basically about... All the dirty dealing, all the compromises he had to make in order to act, enact that. And the people he, that compromised with him or went against him. Uh, my mother's a great history buff, and she visually recognized who everybody was supposed to be. So uh-huh. it was incredibly historically accurate. There was one note that she wasn't sure about one thing that she didn't like, where they revealed something about Thaddeus Stevens' um, Tommy Lee Jones character. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, this is just chock full of character actors yeah. that you like. I'll tell you what's fantastic is James Spader. Yeah. He plays this sort of backroom guy who's supposed to try and lure um, fringy people to vote for this amendment. Yeah. And he is hilarious and fantastic. Really? It's a pretty broad role. Walter Goggins also in it, so, you know, that yeah. bumps it. I really, really enjoyed the movie. It's very interesting. It's what I would expect from Tony Kushner. Daniel Day-Lewis, what can we say?
0: What do you think? Is he a shoo-in for Best Actor?
1: He is President Lincoln apparently he nailed the voice I mean it was extraordinary he was extraordinary he it's, it's almost like you could get a little bit like fatigue because he's so extraordinary and everything you don't yeah. always take it for granted yeah but he did a, it's a wonderful I think it's a wonderful film so I would highly recommend it to people I think it's really interesting and especially because it's it's not historical fiction it's actually you know really historical accurate yeah that doesn't always happen yeah, so, I mean, yeah. we usually sex it up a little bit. Uh, you know we got Sally Field, who is was nominated as best supporting actress playing Mary Todd Lincoln, yep. who is a distant relative of
0: mine. That is amazing.
1: The crazy one, so the crazy troubled wife. Uh, so that's yeah. it for so best kitchen
0: noms. Silver Linings Playbook is on there. Uh,
1: I saw that. Oh, you did. I did. I did not know that. Oh yeah, that is, I really I like David O. Russell's movies. Yeah. You know, he won big for The Fighter. Yep. A few years ago, and this is a very different thing. He's done you know from broad to narrow all sorts of things. And he's nominated for director this year. It was a big thing for him. And he got a lot of nominations for his cast as well. He is crushing it, right? You've got Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. You've got, um, who's your woman? Jackie Weaver for supporting yep. Actress, which was a real surprise.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, did she win for Animal Kingdom a few years ago?
0: More surprising than the fact that somebody said uh, actor in a leading role and Bradley Cooper in the same sentence. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a shocker. He's pretty good in it. Um and uh, Robert De Niro for Best Supporting Actor, who plays yeah. his father. So it was a pretty big sweep of the principal characters. I really liked the movie. It's a little uncomfortable. It's about two people who are really in a crisis in their lives. One who's had a... Well, both who probably had some sort of nervous breakdown as a result of a loss yeah. in their life. Who kind of find each other and find their way together. Yeah. So it's a romantic comedy. But what's nice about it is is that it stays uncomfortable. It doesn't... You know, just because they find you know so and so finds so and so, it doesn't magically resolve their issues. Because like, I sometimes that can be very trite. It's like yeah. we'll fix each other. I I, I liked that it was a little uncompromising. There are parts of it that are hard to watch. I, did I think Bradley Cooper deserved Best Actor personally? No. I thought he hit it all a little too hard. Yeah. Um, I thought everybody did in their roles. Although Jennifer Lawrence fascinated me in this role, I really liked her. She's quite a you know quite a. a, a very talented actress. Yeah. So I really like. trying I think it's worth seeing. It's probably not your kind of thing. There's no guns. There's no... No. Chill, small, you know. There's no cartoons, no guns. Okay. No Robert... No r mm. So I don't know what it really has to offer for yeah, you. Yeah, nothing. But uh, yeah, we're checking out. Okay. It's a bright, interesting yeah. movie. It's an adaptation of a book. So I think it may have a nomination for that as well. Yeah. But this is like a little movie that could. And I, it was nice to see Robert De Niro. I mean, his role... He's very full of ticks, but it, he's really not just phoning it in, I think, in this one. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciate, because I, I, miss, I missed him.
0: What are you suggesting? <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. It yeah. sounds like a character slide to me. And then Zero Dark Thirty, which you have yet to see.
1: yep I just see It's my number one pick. So, oh, what really? do you think of these? Uh, and I need to see The Master. That was something I had intended to see. And I'd like to see Flight, since Denzel was nominated. Nice. Yeah.
0: What do I think will come away with Best Picture?
1: Yeah. It's a tough one, right?
0: It is a tough one. I think it will probably come down to Lincoln and Lemus in terms of, you know, in terms of what will walk away with it. Just in if you terms a betting of betting man, you might. I, if I was a betting man, I would say Lincoln, not because I've seen it, but because it's the sort of film that Walker, has a tendency that, like. that tends to sort of take this thing out. What about you? What do you think?
1: I think that's probably where the smartest money is. And part of that may be that also Tom Hooper had his day. Yeah. He had rest. Although Spielberg's always, he's a perennial favorite, right? Wolf yeah. was nominated last year. Yeah. So what else did we see that wasn't there? We both saw The
0: Hobbit. We did both see The Hobbit. My dear Frodo,
1: you asked me once if I had told you everything there was to know about my adventures. Well, I can honestly say I have told you the truth. I may not have told you. All of it. Bilbo Baggins. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure.
0: I can't just go running off into the blue. I am a Baggins Wait. of Bagend. End. Bilbo, allow me to introduce Fili, Kidi, Oin, Noin, Darlin Barlin, Bifur, ah. Womper, Dory, Dory, Ori. and the leader of our company, Thorin Oakenshield. The misty mountains cold, to dungeons deep and caverns old. Did you see 3D? I did not see it in mm. 3D. I went in though. 2D.
1: You didn't see it in.
0: Uh, for the most. Are there are like
1: five, fifteen 15 formats of this movie. There
0: are a lot of formats of this movie out there. Look. I didn't see it in 3D because I, I had a limited time in which to go and see it. And, and it was very long. And it didn't just, just didn't happen to sort of coincide with the thing that we wanted to, to do. Do you get
1: thrown out of some sort of union for doing that?
0: Probably. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll blank this out later. The um, Redacted. But I, know, <laughs> but I know that. So they have a 2D version, they have a 3D version, a regular 3D version, and then they have this thing called RPX or whatever it is, which is double the regular frame rate.
1: Which I heard so much controversy about. People saying it looked like old TV.
0: So, here's what happens. And you, most people have... Well, most people. If you bought a, a TV in the last three years, a, a flat screen TV, most of them have a function on them which allows you to run it at a higher frequency, a refresh rate.
1: Which I'm told you need if you're watching sports.
0: Right. So... You know, it's 120 hertz. It's 240 hertz. It's now up to you know roughly one bajillion hertz. Now that's all well and good. The reason they do that is to smooth the motion. Because if you've got a fast moving team or a fast moving ball, and it's only refreshing every so so many times a second, that ball will end up being jittering through the air or whatever. So I understand the need for it. But what it un, its unintended consequence is that if you have it on all the time or you leave it on. It makes a $150 million movie look like a crappy television soap. It makes it look really TV. I don't know what it is about it that it does. It seems to lose all its dimension. It loses everything.
1: So if you're Peter Jackson...
0: The reason Peter Jackson... Why are you doing it? Well, the reason he did it was... His concern about 3D in particular... But his concern about film was that he, he likes everything moving. If you remember the movie... There's barely a static shot among them. As soon as you go to the wide shot, it's not just a wide shot. You are tracking around it in a bloody great big helicopter or whatever. Yeah. Now, the thing that people who have seen the the R P X version say is the actual motion is stunningly crisp in terms of there's no jitter, the jitter and stuff which you did get a bit in the two D version I noticed because he was obviously thinking about the three D version. So there is a bit of a sort no, of jittering goes that, on in it. a little bit. Um, is is all gone. But, and I don't know whether it's, you know, one of these things sometimes is a bit of setup issue in terms of how the, the theater is running their version. But the, the sort of side effect of all of that, in my opinion, uh, if it looks like I think it looks, and I actually want to go and see it and have a look at the version. Now you know, I sort do of too, just out of
1: curiosity. Just to
0: see how that sort of turns you're out. you're not
1: going to see them a lot.
0: Um, so, you're you know, going to
1: spend three more hours in Middle Earth.
0: I might. You just never know. I I'm, like that world. I'm yeah. crazy. In general, I thought the movie was really good. I was surprised. I was concerned about the fact that given how long it was and the fact that it decided to turn it into 12 movies, that it might not hold yeah. across the two and a half hours or whatever it is. Um, but it actually held up really well. I thought the characters were great. I thought the lead actor, uh, what is his name? Come on, name, retention Mark person. Freeman. I thought he was great. I thought he was really good, yeah. very funny, very affable. Very hobbity. Very hobbity. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, some really great double takes and some... We'll just a just sensibility about him that makes him really, really likable. In a role that could easily have been terrible Yeah, uh, and, and could have gone, you know, either way. Uh, plenty of good fighting scenes, you know, the run and chase sort of thing that happens a lot throughout... Peter Jackson's sort of incarnations of these books, there's, uh, but I thought it's interesting, isn't it? People's like, oh, it's always run chase, you know, yeah. stop run people chase.
1: People like, oh, they, they waste all the time in the backstory at the beginning. I thought that was interesting. I
0: feel like and, riotous about that.
1: Why are they telling the story of how they came to live under that mountain? I'm like that was fascinating. We needed that,
0: right? And you know, oh, you know, why they're taking like so long world, bef- before he sets world. out? You know, those sort of things. But I thought the time they took to developed that, didn't linger too long for me because he was always unfolding things. and.
1: With well, that Joseph Campbell hero's myth, right, there's always the call and the rejection of the call, so yep. he spent a lot of time trying to figure out, I don't want to go, I don't want to leave my little, you know.
0: But, you know, in that, those it. opening scenes, like the, the, um, the moment in the house when all the dwarfs do their singing thing... Oh, yeah. Really you know i've got three girls who sort of walk home humming a dwarf tune you know just a who doesn't who doesn't, who doesn't love a good dwarf jig but um but no I, I thought it was really good i i was i was happily surprised
1: and dameadna as the uh troll character or whatever like,
0: that yeah life. look i uh, uh, it's eerily similar to a character of his called uh, Sir Les Patterson, <laughs> who once released an album called 12 Inches of Les, um, <laughs> which is not right. Uh, so it was a little hard to devoid myself. but Yeah, I was doing
1: that. It, I, it took me out of the movie when I heard it, because that's such a canonical sort of voice, so you heard that voice. It?
0: And one of the things that you don't get from here is that him, and along with his sort of sort of sidekicks, basically also a, a kind of representation of the Australian version of MasterChef. So when they're talking about these things, there are characters who are quite similar in the Australian MasterChef version to the, the characters that, that you find there, which is you know a bit of a sort of nod and a wink to, to that yeah. on the way through.
1: Interesting. I was very happy. I love James Nesbitt. Yeah. He's an Irish actor. And to hear, I, when I heard his voice, it made me really happy. Yeah. And I just enjoy having him crop up here and there. He's a little bit of a scene stealer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I like this I will keep saying all that it was yep. funny I saw with three people didn't realize it was the trilogy and they like the what
0: <laughs> <laughs> son of a the um, yeah, the,
1: <laughs> uh, the necromancer do you know who plays the necromancer I do not Benedict
0: Cumberbatch oh my gosh come
1: on he's going to become Sauron I think yeah which I always thought was Tom Cruise's eye <laughs> 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 y'all see
0: evil eye, y'all see evil eye.
1: <laughs> I, th- I was pretty sure that was Tom
0: Cruise. I thought... Um, Turns out it's Benedict
1: Cumberbatch.
0: Uh, Gollum turned in another really solid, fantastic performance. In the end,
1: Andy Circus Is he ever going to get to be himself again? Or well, is he always going to have to well, be like... It a, doesn't matter. Like a He's directing
0: now, which seems to be what he wants to do. I mean, out of this, he managed to get a directing gig as well. So it's... Well, um, I loved
1: his work in 13 Going on 30 or whatever that was with Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that?
0: Yeah. The, um, he did the
1: Thriller Dance. <laughs>
0: The uh, it's so funny. We get to the end of the movie, and uh, and we're walking out, and Laura, who's my youngest, turns to me and goes, "Dad, that Gollum Smeagol he's like two people wrapped in the same body, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, good. I was a little, I was a little worried for a minute there." I had to try so, to explain so, that to a
1: ten year old too. Oh, really? Yeah. She
0: she got it, but yeah. she was just like, just wanted to double check that that's how that was playing out. But, uh.
1: Yeah, we were trying to explain that sort of character nuance and the, how troubled he was and why. And, and do you remember when he talked like this and then that? Uh, that was him arguing with himself effectively. And-,
0: and my two eldest daughters who have taken up not, I, not only speaking in a uh, golem as they wander around the house. Oh dear. But in performing song tunes. Uh, the fantastic Lamies rendition, <laughs> which I will upload at some point in time to embarrass them when they did not know that I was filming them as uh, Golem A and Gollum B in uh, Harmony song? and everything. I had a dream, of course. I mean, it was the. Uh, per- I dreamed a dream? Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I the, have a dream. Yeah, uh, whatever. The, um,
1: that's during Martin Luther
0: King's <laughs> speech, dead by Golem. Nasty little oppressors. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, great movie. I, I really enjoyed it yelled did, he like,
1: did a sketch about the guy that had to go after him, and he was like, uh, so he covered a lot of what my points were. <laughs> it was like, love, that's one of my favorite things, is the way they twist it like that. So.
0: I, did I like it as much as the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Probably not, but that's a function of the story. Yeah. I don't like the story as well, much. Well, and also
1: the start of a trilogy. Yep. Right? This, You know, I, I hope number three will be like The Return of the King, right? Yeah oh my god
0: <laughs> i just hope it doesn't have as many endings as the return of the king does
1: i love those movies and i like that world and i like the books and yeah. I, you know so i i'm the sucker who's gonna see as much of, i also think there's something we said like to actually what a difficult kind of knife edge to be on because you've got these relentless fans yeah you've got um, like epic tales where you know, people are going to ape if you get it wrong yeah. but if you get it if it's not approachable to people who aren't into that they're yeah. not going to be interested and he's somehow hitting all of it like yeah. everybody's singing, not just nerds and it's like, absolutely
0: smashed it at the box office I mean so I gotta really, you know, really
1: respect what he's doing Yeah, you know, to have done that now with horror movies yeah, in like, yeah. multiple hours and to have given so much of his life to that world like he's basically like become one of them
0: yeah know? and paid for half of New Zealand currently
1: yeah I got, like, he's think like this <laughs> he should be on their flag <laughs> <laughs> he
0: should be on their dollar bills <laughs>
1: For <laughs> little Peter Jackson.
0: <laughs> well, I'm it depends. It depends whether he's in production or out of production. When he comes out of production, he thins down and gets rid of all the hair. But when That's he's it. in production, his face gets hairier and hairier, and he tends to get a little bit larger. I think just because and he works
1: with his wife, she's involved with all. Yeah, because he just
0: sits in an edit suite for you know years on end after the filming is finished. A little
1: hairy habit feet. Well, he, he's taking it walking around. He walks around barefoot.
0: Yeah. He, what? Is I like, mean, it's a New Zealand thing.
1: He's immersed.
0: The, uh, I mean, people.
1: So I will see them. I will see all of them. I will own them. I will just, I'm that, you yeah. know.
0: Anybody who doesn't make movies has no comprehension of how difficult it is to make three movies at the same time. You and to
1: now do another three. And to adapt a, a, such a complex story. And one of the cool things is, you know when they have that battle in the where the mountains start fighting yeah. one another? Apparently that's like two lines in the book. Yeah. But he kind of saw that and was like, how do you not play with that idea? Yeah, yeah. He's just got to to go through that much text and make those choices. I just have a lot of respect for what he's doing. Yeah. He's not just doing something complicated. He's just crushing it.
0: And I think it's good. And it's interesting that they did it this way around. Uh, They had to do... Didn't he
1: want to do it the other way around?
0: He did want to do it the other way around, but this book, The Hobbit, was tied up in legal uh, ownership. It had already... Somebody owned it. They couldn't get the rights to it. They wouldn't give it to him. They wrangled and wrangled and they couldn't get it in the end. They wanted to make
1: that awesome cartoon version?
0: Yeah exactly and in the end they just said all right stuff it we'll just we'll, we'll just do lord of the rings because we have the rights for that so yeah.
1: and then after they saw this they like oh we're sorry here
0: have it <laughs> i don't know what we were thinking <laughs> uh so have you seen anything else uh
1: what i saw looper ryan johnson so let's just give a little shout out to ryan johnson who wrote that uh, wrote and directed who has uh, directed many episodes of breaking bad yeah uh, yes, yeah, so I really enjoyed Looper. Looper is I hear a, it's great. Yeah, it is a, a you know, a, a sci fi time travel thing that's yep. very clever with um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, I yep. don't know if it's three names.
0: Bruce Willis.
1: and Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really worth seeing, very clever. I won't say too much about it. But it's visually very interesting. The story is clever. It's just it's a very diverting watch. People do I think it was as... It got so much. It was so lauded. I'm not sure if it merits all that. Maybe it got built up too much in my mind where I was expecting yeah. kind of Nirvana. Yeah. But thoroughly enjoyable movie. And I love it where I was kind of like, I just have no idea where that's going. I really yeah. liked it. Emily Blunt's in it. And she's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Huge sense of suspense. Really worth saying.
0: Fantastic. So
1: Looper was something. I thought maybe it might get a nod, something with visual effects, or it might with Nothing. that no. adaptation. Next I don't obvious. think so. Yeah. But I caught up with that as well. So I have been trucking through I also finished Back to the TV World Justified Season 1 nice I don't know what took me so long to get on that train
0: it's a great train it really yeah, is I really love and Justified Season
1: 4 so I've got some hard work to yeah, do yeah
0: you've got a bit of catching up to do there Missy I caught parental guidance which I know is your own personal hell <laughs> in terms like of, Billy Crystal, in terms of Crystal it,
1: 20 it, years ago
0: and look it's, it's Billy Crystal it's Bette Midler it's very middle of the road family fun but In that genre of movie, it's funny. It's, no, it's not. Okay. There's nothing, you know, startling about it. It's not one of those things where you come home and go, ah, I laughed so hard, I nearly split my sides. It's just some good, solid fun for a couple of hours, which we saw after we saw The Hobbit. So it was like five hours worth of viewing that day. I
1: know. I kept wanting to double down, but it would have been everything was two and a half hours or three hours, and like that's six hours of yeah. sitting in the movie. Yeah. That's that a was lot the of... thing about Django Unchained and Lincoln. It's like just <laughs> say goodbye to your day. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of aspirin. Nothing right to there.
1: do in Indiana, you know. So, yeah, I mean, sorry for you and for you. Indiana-ites. Hoosiers.
0: Um, you people. So, so, so next week we should talk a little bit more about, uh, in a little bit more detail about some of our best actors, best actresses, mm-hmm. those sorts of things that have been nominated.
1: We should also talk about how TV are, you know, we're going to call ourselves faring. out on the carpet and what fared well and also what we were excited about. Are we still watching it? Or are we not? Yeah, we're going to we give right, ourselves a solid
0: shellacking next week and see how we're batting in terms of our predictions, Hit predictions otherwise.
1: Maybe hit up some of the mid-season TV stuff that's coming on. Yeah, new stuff.
0: absolutely, because there's a lot of stuff that's just come back this week or coming back mm-hmm. next week. And
1: new shows being sort of trickling in now and through next month, really.
0: To finish up the week, I do have to talk ever so briefly about a show that I saw this week. The season, well, sorry, the uh, series premiere of a show called "Best Funeral Ever" on the Amazing TLC. And uh,
1: who really need to abandon anything about the learning (laughs) uh, channel?
0: And the basic premise of the show—it's the
1: lowest common denominator channel.
0: There you go. It's set. uh, It's a reality show, as all TLC shows are. Uh, It's based down in Texas. And it's based around a company that does um, funerals, but ex- almost exclusively for African Americans. And they're not—they don't do funeral funerals. They do what they call going away parties for people who like to celebrate a little more than they do. Uh, if we can, I'll, I'll, I'll try and play you a little clip. But uh, but essentially, it is some of the most. Uh,
1: most frightening reality TV show to date, I, says The Washington Post.
0: I I think they probably hit the money. It's so disrespectful of the dead that yeah. it's, like, horrifying. But it's their families that are doing these things. So,
1: but you're watching this. You're part of the problem.
0: I, I had to watch at least one episode. I don't think I could settle up for another one. I think one will be as many as I could do. But So in the opening episode, we have one guy who sang the tune for a Chili's baby back ribs. I want my baby back, baby back ribs. So they themed...
1: And there it is in my head. <laughs>
0: so they themed the, his entire funeral around the baby back ribs thing. So when the preacher preaches, he's got the chef hat on. They've, no. got, they've got large ribs... It's
1: a theme funeral.
0: Right. And they've got large ribs being sort of carried around. They have a, a chocolate fountain, which they put barbecue sauce in, and you can come up and take a rib and dip it, pause or remember, Willie. As it was his name, oh, as I recall. And then, you know, eat your rib and celebrate. Uh, there was... was... Ten, oh, I forgot.
1: Jesus wept.
0: I, <laughs> I forgot. They brought Willie really in in a thing that looked like an astonishingly large barbecue nope. cooker. Yeah, they did. Like uh, a smoker? Yeah. And... Uh, there was another guy who had... Did he really
1: die of heart failure?
0: Or I'm not failure sure. Reactions. There was no. We had no conversations about exactly how these things came to be. There was, that
1: might be unseemly. <laughs>
0: there, there was another guy who had had uh, some sort of a congenital back defect. He'd always wanted to go on rides in the p- theme park but never could because... So once he died, they cremated him and his wife thought it would be an amazing idea if he, she could then take him on the rides... Sure. And so...
1: Because I'm sure his ashes were sentient.
0: So they have and this... Have an awesome time. They have this amazing scene where... Were his
1: ashes uh, tall enough for the ride? They were pretty big. Okay.
0: And, uh, and where they have the people from the funeral organization calling up uh, all the state fairs and saying, so, we want to do a funeral. And they get like halfway like, in this conversation. <laughs> they go, hell no, you did <laughs> not just hang up on me, <laughs> yeah. fool. And... Uh, and so but finally, they meet with somebody who's running a state fair and they talk him through it, and it's like, no, oh, it's going to be a joyous occasion, blah 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 blah." And so he's like, all right I'm going to let you do it." So they've got like 30 people all wandering around with his ashes they take him on the bumper cars, they take him on the and my, and my favorite scene is the, the last r- last ride of the day they're going to go on the ferris wheel, and the owner of the funeral company has got the ashes and he wants to take um, the pastor who who does a lot of their funerals, who's very um, reminded me of the guy from Coming to America. You know, if loving the Lord is wrong, nah, I don't want to be right. You know, you know it's kinda, yeah. and he gets on. He's like, I don't really, I don't, I don't really, I, you know. And he gets on there, and then he's like, I've got to get off. I've got to get off. I've got to. He's af- he's afraid of heights, right? And so they finally on the he, Ferris wheel. Yeah, and so finally he manages to get off before it starts going. And he's like, I'm a holy man. And if I went on that ride, I was not going to be holy. I was not going to say, I was going to say unholy things. And besides, the Bible says, low is the man near to God, not high. It's it's a random scripture pulled out of somewhere. I can't even remember what it was. It's just, this whole show is so, it's, It is abomination before the Lord. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) just, It's so wrong. It's like... Brianna sat there and watched it with us and she's like... That is the most... Even though the people are there and family and have consented, they're like... That is the most disrespectful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm going to force you to watch some of it. I can't... Uh
1: It's hard for me to even hear about (laughs) it. I'm speechless. (laughs) I can't... (laughs) <laughs> why why would you it how, makes Honey Boo Boo
0: look like Shakespeare <laughs> I can't I, I can't skip over my, my favorite bit of the show my, in, in inverted commas
1: I'm going to start rocking
0: myself in a minute <laughs> they, they talk about this idea of professional mourners and uh, and he doesn't like shy. he doesn't shy away from it he's like is this is, is He's just the it's sending a whole character yeah from, no not the yeah. preacher but the but the guy who runs the home uh, runs the funeral thing is like look some families just can't they can't get to their morning unless somebody else starts it for breaks them. the seal breaks the seal and so it, they do sort of like rehearsals and trial runs where he gets to within his staff and gets to say oh yeah oh, no no you know, you know, you know, and he's got this one guy there and he's really good. He's like, you know, give me the quiver of the lip. Oh, that's amazing. Bite your lip. Yeah, bite your lip. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then he goes, yeah, and it's really difficult to explain, but he like, give me the, give me the, the tornado grieving. And he does this thing where he stiffens himself like a plank and sort of rolls himself along on an angle. So imagine the top of the pew and the front edge of the seat. And he rolls himself along and rolls himself back again in a thing called the Grieving Tornado. And then there's another girl there It's like, yeah, show me the stamping feet, the morning feet. And she's giving the thing. And then then it gets... She's getting a witness. She's getting a witness, and then there's this one who's starts, and she's crying and she's sobbing, and she crawls herself along the floor and throws herself on the coffin, and as she's wailing out loud, is like, Come on, come on, you can do better than that. You got it. you just you gotta go on it, you've gotta keep after it. This is a two-hour funeral, you can't just you can't quit now. You gotta keep going. You got to Leave keep it all going. on the court. And and it just it's it is mortifying. <sighs> and yet there's a moment there where one of the people who's at the funerals goes, I love the professional ones. She really, mate, she nailed it. She's just like, she had that thing. It's like, uh. had <laughs> well. Anyway, on that sour, sour, bitter, bitter and so, note.
1: And so it is with God. And so
0: it is with God. <laughs> Thank you. I think we've said way too much. We will uh, reconvene next week to address the aforementioned uh, bits and pieces that we've decided to talk about. And may God have mercy on your soul.